0: so hi well the good noise podcast i'm shane i'm glory and we're here with
1: i'm kyle from uh, the band Passion Flower.
0: we're asking some questions say about their new album to bloom is to grow so congrats on that by the way how do you feel about the response to the album so far
1: yeah it's been really positive like um definitely a lot of people said a lot of nice things about it, which is always really nice and really good um so yeah more people listen to it than i thought would do as well so that's also really nice
0: that's good
2: Yeah, that's really good. The album banged. I did enjoy it.
0: Mm -hmm. It it is good.
2: Good. Yeah. Uh, So is there any meaning behind the album title or cover art?
1: Yeah, so they're both very connected in kind of what the album's sort of about. So it's not like a a concept album, but it does kind of have a theme. Um, It's about growing as a person and growing into who you're meant to be, like growing into yourself. When I wrote the album, god like now five years ago nearly wow what? <laughs> yeah i've been working this for like <laughs> a long time a long time um yeah. some of them songs in fact are like older than that um i was in the best place mentally and you know like i didn't want to be here i was struggling really really badly with my mental health so i guess the, the theme of it is kind of you know even at your lowest spot you know you're not at your final destination you can still grow you can still become a better person a better version of yourself um, and it's kind of about believing in yourself as well, even when you feel like no one else does, and even yourself, even within yourself, you don't feel like you can believe in yourself too.
2: Mm-hmm. And the cover art?
1: So the cover art, um, so, initially, so there's a lyric in the sort of opening song called, um, called The Chance to Dream. It's like, your love, your love is like a coffin built for two. Um which is sort of what mental health feels like sometimes. It's a, a love-hate relationship in, for a lot of people. And I guess that's what lots of people don't quite understand about having, like, you know, depression, anxiety, PTSD, you know, especially if you're not in that spectrum at all, they kind of go, oh, you're just sad. But actually, what people realise is those ailments kind of have, like, a vice grip on all aspects of your life. and It's like a relationship. And it's a toxic one, so it sometimes feels like a love relationship because it feels like the depression loves to be around you when you don't want it to be there. So that kind of symbolizes that it's like the manifestation of a toxic relationship between myself and my mental health. Yeah.
0: Okay. All right. Uh, So, can you tell us a little bit about your writing process for this album?
1: Um, so feelings, so many feelings, um, for sure. Um, so, an interesting, actually, a really interesting writing story I have for this album is one of the songs on the album called "Picture Perfect." Um, I wrote in a dream, like I completely wrote oh. the song, the entire song in a dream. Interesting. And then How woke up and then woke up and was like, "Oh, I'm gonna." That, I thought sort i of remembered it like pretty much all categorically, and then I just started writing it. Like I woke up and that was like the first thing I did.
0: That's very cool.
2: How how does that work?
1: Actually, like that was a complete <laughs> fluke, complete fluke of me writing that song, like each detail, but all the other ones kind of, you know, I took a lot of t- especially like for instance Neverland, that was the longest to write. It took a couple months to write that because what I find is I'm really good at writing verse first one. I'm really good at writing choruses, but actually making a really strong second verse that's just as good as the first one is really difficult. Mm-hmm. Because I guess you kind of put all your feelings and impact into the the opening part of the song, rather than trying you try and figure out what the rest is going to be. Like mm-hmm. it's like writing um, a book. You know how you know how the book starts. Yeah. You know how the book ends, but actually mm-hmm. the meat in the middle, which is the most important part of the the book, it's kind of sometimes hard to figure out. So yeah, um, a lot of, it's definitely a lot of persistence because I have sometimes I struggle really bad with writing books um But once I get going, I am on it. Um, so usually, I kind of will do something really mundane, like cleaning in my house, mm-hmm. uh, and then I'll start like humming a melody, and then kind of words will form, and I'm like, "Oh man, I've got to write that down." So I'll start like writing on my phone, and then humming in, humming to like a vocal note, because mm-hmm. um, I I have a memory like a sieve. Um, and then from there, I will jump on my computer, and then start putting things together and then i'll be right record them like the like the rhythm guitar along with like a quick vocal melody and be like oh actually this part can fit in here and this part yeah. can fit in here mm-hmm. and then the rest of the arrangement kind of comes on quite quickly mm-hmm. um which is really cool sometimes actually i get i get a bit of a music nerd um on it i'll be like oh this will be cool if they <laughs> What? Uh, and sometimes when i get a little too overly complicated i'm like
0: Ooh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> These guys won't like it, but the kids will love it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <Somewhere>. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. All
2: right. Uh, so I want you to tell us your favorite lyric off this album and the meaning behind it.
1: Um. So my favorite, my favorite lyric, I have to say, is from Picture Perfect, which is "Loving you is as breathing." Which mm-hmm. is, you know, I think the meaning. So, well, the meaning behind it is when I wrote it. It was about someone who I I loved a lot. Um, I had a lot of positive feelings and feelings for. And you know, when I thought about that person, when I was writing, I was kind of like, you know, it is easy. Love everything about you is so positive. That who wouldn't love that person? Who wouldn't love that person in that, this way? And loving them is easy. And then you know, breathing is also easy, unless you like when you have asthma. Then it's kind of you know a little difficult <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> all right Yep. uh so how did the tracklist for the album come about did you write the opener be the opener closer be the closer did you shuffle around see what fits what was that process like
1: um so i initially so when i wrote the song i well well not the song when i wrote the album initially i had like 20 30 songs ready to go uh, and it's kind of really i was just putting it right down to the bare bones because i wanted it to be all killer no filler mm-hmm. uh, which hopefully that's that's what I achieved anyway yes mm-hmm. um, and then when it came to doing the order it was really like last minute so the producer Matt Heap who who, who produced the album uh, me and him kind of worked on how the pacing of the songs should be in like what order um, I knew that I wanted Neverland to be like one of the first songs and then the opener to Chance to Dream kind of came Later on in the stage, that was kind of the last, last song to kind of come out of it. Because I was thinking around and thinking, hmm, because if I had a little prelude to this song rather than just being straight in, because what I find is actually with a lot of my songs, I don't make intros to them. It's just kind of a right, we're in the song now rather than kind of be some sort of mystery so what i wanted to do with Nevlin because i felt like the song it deserved a bit more was kind of write this kind of two part, an, an extra part in front of it so like mm-hmm. a two-part kind of thing yeah. to give it kind of like this really cool dy- one two opening dynamic bunch where it's like oh it's so it's so chill not so chill vocally because it's all screams it's all kind of ethereal musically and then we're in we're good we're all going mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. all 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 guns blazing um which is which is really nice and i think that really works with the dynamic and then it follows on with you know if today's for living then why am i dying where it's just kind of it opens with my voice and guitar you know it's kind of oh, what's going to happen if it going to kick off if it just if you're just going to stand here play guitar on his own but actually then when it really kicks into with the drums and all the other instrumentation like you can feel really feel the effect of that then you've got kind of a I won't say it's a ballad, but like Pitch Perfect is the happiest song in this album, uh, for sure. Every, all these other ones like, oh, I'm feeling so bad. Oh, my feelings. And then like the like Petra's like, oh, good feeling. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm feeling warm inside. Oh my um, God. And then very swiftly back down with a with moment kind of, um, yeah, it's a almost like a weird one. So it's kind of still quite up there tempo wise, but. It's more low key, understated mm-hmm. than these ones. And then you've got Jolene Clementine, which is all the instruments doing all of the things all of the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, it does kind of give it, it gives have a look a little breather where it kind of slows down. It does its little hmm, a little breakdown, but not like a heavy breakdown. Like mm-hmm. there's mm-hmm. a little, like bass, really cool bass part in there. Yeah, and like with that song, I kind of. Because I'm a bassist by trade and I feel like in the genre, bassists get a really bad rep for being lazy and like, <laughs> oh you just play one string. Oh pretty <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. play one string. And mm-hmm. I'm like, absolutely not. We can't have this. So when uh when I was writing this when I was writing it, I was like, I just really want not like a difficult bass line, because I still want people to be able to pick it up and just roam with it, but I want them to feel a little challenged, they'll be like Ah, there's something for everyone in this album. So there's like mm-hmm. each song has has a little bit of something for someone to go. Ah, it's not easy, but it's not hard. Um, mm-hmm. And then you've got um, Hollow, which is one of my, one of my in my top two in my top two of the of the album. Um, which again, a lot of feelings. I I wrote that when I was such a bad place. Um, I think actually it was the day after Chester Bennington died. Oof. Like. So it was literally the day after because I was kind of like loads of like life stuff happened and then I was like, oh eh, it can't get any worse. I was like, oh it just events instead. Oh, "Yeah, it did just now. get worse. Yeah. It does get worse. And I'm like, because I think what 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 a lot of us are now realizing, especially like if you're in your like early twenties to mid twenties to your thirties and plus, is that actually we're in this area where we want to see a lot of our heroes be human beings and be older and you know face their, their mortality and we kind of vicariously through them feel our own mortality mm-hmm. which is you know if you've never felt that before and you've never been in that place is really scary and really dark um so i guess when I, that when i when he died um cuz like linkin park was such a good gateway band for me when i was growing up like 20 years ago yeah um, you know it hit me harder than i thought it would and i was just like oh damn it's kind of like now with like the whole thing with taylor hawkins going like Mm. that was really that was like i woke up and i was like yo like it like it's really sad um so then i kind of what else what i also kind of realized was that he had the life that i aspire to have so you know he he had the platinum albums he had like the grammy nominated albums you know he had the success he had the bandit but actually he still wasn't any happy with all of those accolades and things mm-hmm. so then it kind of made me go think to myself well what is it that i want from life deep down apart from having a music career and making music like what is what is it that i want for myself in my life mm-hmm. so that kind of that song for me is, was is one of my favorites because it's so open and honest it's kind of me kind of this is what I want from life, this is, you know, I want this from life, I want this from life, and I want this from life. And it's kind of me kind of realising that in a dark place, like this is what I'm aspiring for, rather than just kind of going, ah, music career would be nice, you know, some fans would be nice. Actually, no, I want to be able to start a family and have a career and, you know, have a life and have someone I can come home to and cares if I'm there at all, you know. Mm I know those things are really important um, af- apart from just doing music, and then you've got the closer, which is obviously pessimistic, which is the what I like to call the mental health jam of the entire album, because mm-hmm. I think actually it symbolizes what it's like having mental health issues, mm-hmm. because for a lot of people, the days just seem the same, they seem monotonous, they seem long. Seem hard and it's just like grand hog day every day is the same the food tastes the same the feeling tastes the same Mm -hmm. the people and the faces are the same and it's really hard to break through that cycle And it's about you know it's really really trying to find the hope inside you to carry on to do things which Mm -hmm. not everyone gets to do and not everyone sees and sometimes people lose that battle which is really sad um i know i've lost quite so many too many people to their mental health struggles because they felt like no one was there for them mm-hmm. um so this song is for those people who do that especially well this album in itself is for them people who you know they feel like they've got no one to talk to and no one to listen to the problems or they're not able to vent and they're not able to feel the way they're meant to feel this album is for for them it's for myself but it's for everyone who feels like they're they're an outcast and they feel like they've got no one. Just know that if you listen to this album and you feel something, then you've got at least one for me here to to hold you up and say you're doing good. Oh, I like that. That
2: was beautiful. Thank you. Wholesome. Thank you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I know you touched on it a little bit earlier, but if you want, you could go a bit more in depth. uh Would you be able to tell us where your headspace was at while you were creating this
1: record? Yeah. So kind of the back end of 2016 and the, the like the 2017, when I was writing this album, was pretty dark. It was really awful. And, you know, I just wanted to escape from everything. You know, I kind of cut myself off from friends and family, and I just didn't want to be around anymore. Mm-hmm. And it's also, you know, you can tell people that you feel that way, but sometimes they just won't understand that. Or you can hint to it or allude to it. And unless you're with saying, look, bro, me and me and the planet are seen not seen eye to eye, and I don't think our relationship is gonna work out unless you tell them directly. They're not gonna get it, uh, yeah. and it's I think I think for a lot of people, there's so many. There's only so many times you can allude to it before you're like, oh, I'm gonna just you know do it because I've kind of mentioned it a few times and mm-hmm. no one's really, you know, done anything. And it's not obviously yeah. the responsibility to other people, but there's only so many times you can you know send out that cry for help to deaf ears before you're like uh well no one cares um Mm. and you know that's at that time that's how I felt I felt like my cries to help were kind of not heard and you know no one was gonna wanted to to help me through my dark time yeah which is sucky. it's definitely sucky um and I feel like a lot of people especially now in this post a pop pop up elliptic world that we're kind of, you know, living in, where you'd think that everyone on the planet kind of went through the exact same thing. You'd think that would bring a lot of us together, but actually I find that we're now more divided than we were before and we're kind of on the breaking point. So, and I have, you know, I'm kind of always been wary of that. So this kind of lonerism and feeling alone is kind of just being a constant feeling in my brain for the longest time. Mm -hmm. So I kind of was writing about that. And actually some of the songs I'm writing now for what's coming after um, kind of follows on from that in a, in a way it's kind of like a sequel of sorts. Um, So it's, it's interesting. It's definitely interesting. Mm -hmm. For sure.
2: I do hope you're feeling better um, mentally. Uh, Yeah. I appreciate you sharing everything with us. It does. It does mean a lot.
1: Mm -hmm
0: uh so how do you recommend your fans to listen to this album for the first time if so they do it in the car with friends in the dark with headphones on is a workout album party album what do you personally recommend
1: oh it's it's a bit it's a bit of a, a bit of an everything i um, you know i think to really feel it have your headphones on mm-hmm. sit sit somewhere nice and quiet and just the headphones on and just relax and let the album take you where it needs to take you i suppose um it's a good, obviously, it's a good, it's a good car. I feel like it's a good signal and car album. I feel like the, it's got some big choruses on it that, you know, if you, you you are, you're in the car, you're homies, you can be like, yeah, I'm going like to scream along to this album, for uh, sure. But I feel like it's a good solitude album. It's good for being introspective, for sure. Um, especially, if you, especially if you're feeling down on life and downing yourself. I think it's a good, it's a good album to kind of listen to and be like, right, I'm feeling down, but how can i change it mm-hmm. rather than rather than dwell, just dwelling on my sadness and being in my sadness how can i change my sadness around and make it positive how can i change all my negatives that i'm feeling into positive and how can i cut cut those dms and make my day better and seize the day and seize all the opportunities that i can get
2: yeah hmm. that's very good mm-hmm. That's very good so this one should be super super quick off the top of your head. I want you to describe this album for new listeners in three words, no more, no less.
1: Ooh, okay. Um, introspective. Okay. Hopeful.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Riffy.
2: Wait, wait. What was the last one? Riffy.
1: Riffy. I feel riffy. like. This, I- I think they've got some riffs on there. I think I think there's some some uh, some riffs on there. But I'm biased. Like, I, I, I can say I'm biased. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: so, in that same train of thought, is there a certain feeling or emotion you want your listeners to have going through the album?
1: I guess it's one of those. It's good. For, it's a good album for going through the emotions. Obviously, theme-wise, it you know, or lyrically, it's, it it's quite sad and introspective and. But actually, I feel like it's quite a hopeful album, because um, especially in, in, com- in comparison to like, other sort of quote-unquote email albums where they're kind of like, I'm sad, everything sucks. Uh, but actually, I feel like there's a little thread of like, hope that weaves through the song where it's kind of like, hmm, things are bleak, but they could be better. True. Mm.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, is there a certain? Oh shoot! Uh, what is your favorite memory that you made while creating this album?
1: Um, I wouldn't say it's my favorite, but the most memorable um, mm-hmm. memory of this album was I. So it was it would have been now uh, four years ago. So four years ago on my birthday. Wow. So that would make me my twenty fifth birthday. Well, I'm getting older. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So four years ago on my birthday, I went to kind of record, sort of like. The second to last sessions because I did it in, in parts. Mm-hmm. Um and my train kept de- getting delayed. Like I'll get in a train to Colm where it was so uh, where I live in Warrington in the UK, sort of near Manchester. Oh. And w- uh, where where the studio is is like two, it's a two-hour train journey away. Um, and it's all hilly and like the trains there, like they run one an hour. So if you miss the train, you've missed the train. However, I, I made sure I was up nice and early to, to get the most out of my day to travel down. And I got on the train and drive And the train. driver was like, Yeah, so this train's now been cancelled. was like, Really? It's like what? 10 o'clock. Yeah. Why, why cancel on the train at 10 o'clock? There's, there's no one here. It's like, <laughs> what, Why? And he's like, Yeah, the drive has been going nonstop since six. Oh, okay i mean i guess you know 20 minute 15 minute break is gonna be fine yeah, yeah so it's it's cancelled cancelled so you, you have to wait until another hour for the train to come it's like okay okay you know no stress i've got it's i've gone. got my ipad i've got south park season mm-hmm. 20 on there no stress i <laughs> catch up on my stories amazing um and i will pass and they're like okay it's train time yeah very my- much Knowing as well, I can't remember how how cold it was. It was below zero. It was freezing. Oh
2: my god!
1: So I was like, okay, it's ready to go. I've been in this cold train station now for an hour and a half. Oh my god! Let's go get. Let's go get the day. Getting the train. try to get on the train. Um, people just in the way, and the train drives off. So I missed my other train what? because the guy was like, "Oh, there's no one else in the train." I'm like, wait,
2: wait. Hey. I, was, I felt hey. yeah, me- I'm right here.
1: like I felt like Kevin McAllister from Like Getting Home Alone, <laughs> like
2: dad come back <laughs> dad i'm not yeah.
1: here dad yeah um and then he drives off so like okay okay me, I guess. another hour so two and a half like, hours i was i'm like okay third time to chat i'll get this train
2: yeah
1: it's also my birthday so i really didn't want to spend so much time on this train station i kind of wanted to just you know do some stuff and things and be productive yeah um so a train comes and like i'm looking at this lady who's like kind of guy and trains and organized trains i'm looking at like lady if just trains cancelled i will hijack the train and drive there myself
2: exactly yeah
1: like this is my birthday and it's not like it's a namby pamby birthday it's a special birthday <laughs> like yeah. i have to spend all my day on, in trains but, And she's giving me a look of i'm, like, I'm so sorry it's okay i like don't be sorry, it'd be better. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So so the train comes I'm the first one on the platform I set the train and I'm, you know, I'm sitting on my seat I'm eyeballing this lady like, lady, you better not be getting on this train to tell me cancer. It's like, Mm. okay, the train's ready to go and I was like, yes! Finally. (laughs) So after like three and a half hours I'm just there like, thank you. Finally. Oh my God. Finally. I I can finally crack on with my day and I'm messaging Matt like, I'm so sorry, Emily. It's like, yeah, yeah, it's fine. Because he only lived like uh, across the road from his studio, so he didn't care. Because it just meant a longer time in his pajamas for him. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah lucky for some. I've been awake since. Six. Yeah, I've um, been in under
2: under negative three entire time. Yeah. But you've been in your PJs. So that's fine. That's fine.
1: Yeah. Enjoy your day. But all in all, it was a great. It was a great day. Um, I got to see some because it's in the, in the countryside. Um, and I'm not, I'm not sure if you've seen pictures of the countryside in the UK, but it's mm. really, it is so nice. Um, yeah. And especially because it was snowing as well, but it just felt like it was somewhere else. I was like, oh, am I gonna, this is the Hogwarts Express. And I'm I was going to say, but, yeah,
2: on the way to Yeah, home. I
1: was like, <laughs> it's, it's just like, not rural, but it's like so rural in comparison to everywhere else. I'm like, this is nice. Yeah. <laughs> Have
0: this a is Ron.
1: Nice. Yes, I would like some <laughs> from the trolley. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. I'll take the lot. I'm poor though. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, no, uh, not not a a memory, but like uh, a, a very memorable memory of making this album for sure.
2: For sure. Oh like my that. god.
0: Uh, so picture this: you're on tour at a gas station for a rest stop. What is your snack of choice?
1: Oh, well, I've learned. I've not been on many tours, but I, I have. I have learned. I have learned some lessons. I know what to stay away from, especially if I was going to tour the the us i know to stay away from truck stop burritos i've heard enough i've heard enough horror stories about truck stop burritos but i'd have to probably find a slice of pizza we're gonna have to we're gonna go full stereotype i'm gonna have to get a slice of pizza it doesn't matter if it's a margarita pizza doesn't matter if it's pepperoni pizza just you know a slice
2: yeah Usually you could trust like gas station pizza. I think I've never yeah. had it, but it looks trustworthy. It's better than the hot dogs.
1: I mean, like like my tattoo says, trust in crust we trust. <laughs> that's amazing. That's good. That's good. <laughs> that's perfect. Literally. So I'm like, you know what? You're looking you're looking dodgy, but I trust in you. Exactly. Apart from apart from Hawaiian pizza. I'm not a fan of pineapple and pizza. Oh. And I know that's that's gonna split people right down the middle, but I am in the no no pineapple. No pineapple zone.
2: I'm hurt, but I respect it. I like, respect it.
1: I'm not one of I'm not one of those who's like <laughs> you're an abomination against God. So you like, like eat, it's each their own. I'm here to start pizza war. It's all pizza. We, all, we are we are we are all built in the pizza God's creation. Mm-hmm. Have whatever toppings they want, apart from peas and mayonnaise. Like I've seen that on the internet. I've seen it on the. I've not had it. I've seen it on the internet. That's fu- that's fucked up.
2: That doesn't sound yeah. right. That's
1: fucked up. It doesn't that sounds sound like a right. joke. I hope it's a joke. This is where this is where like the the, the pineapple crew and non-pineapple crews can finally exactly. convert. Yeah, oh, it's it's fucked up. The enemy of my enemy is my friend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. What else? Um. I like. I like. Like potato chips. I do love. I have a hankering for potato chips. Mm-hmm. Um. So over there, they, over in America, they're called Lays, but over here, they're called Walkers. Um, Walkers have something called Sensations, and they have like a red, like chili, th- like, like a Thai chili flavored mm-hmm. one, and it's chef's kids, really good. And then kind of like all oh, flaming hot Cheetos.
2: Oh, mm-hmm.
1: sounds good. Flaming sounds hot Cheetos uh, no, a necessary. necessary, necessary snack. All right.
2: Perfect. All right. Uh, so on the topic of food, if the music project was a dish, what dish would it be?
1: Ooh, it, it was a dish. Ooh, that is, it, oh, okay. okay. Um, I think it's a burrito. Okay. I think okay,
0: not a gas station burrito.
1: <laughs> not a gas station <laughs> burrito. Yeah. Um, maybe like a Taco Bell one. It's like oh, okay. it's not like the best. it's not the best. It could be better. But we still enjoy it anyway, and that's
2: what's important. Okay. <laughs> Shane doesn't like Taco Bell. Taco so Bell's fucking gross. You're talking to the wrong person right now.
0: Uh... <laughs> I love Taco Bell, so
2: it's okay. okay Taco Bell's it's fucked okay. up.
0: Fucked up, it's man. It's great. All right, I respect it though. Uh, so for the last couple of questions, we're gonna shift away from music and go straight to death row. Boom. So if you're on death row, what would your last meal be with a drink?
1: Ooh. Okay. Hmm. Okay. Um, so it would probably be like A really good, authentic Italian lasagna mm. um, And probably Some Dr Pepper Like if we're going non-alcoholic It's got to be Dr Pepper If it is alcoholic it'd probably be white rum And Fanta Fruit Twist Alright,
2: right. sounds, sounds good, good. Uh, So if you could live in one Fictional world for a week Where would you live?
1: Oh Maybe the Star Wars universe. I'm trying to I'm trying to think hmm which is like the less total, um, less death. Mm
2: -hmm. Um
1: obviously Star Wars has had a bunch of deaths, but they also have Jedi's and Jedi's amazing. Yeah, but I mean
2: there's also like a war.
1: There is also, yes, the the uh, the the titular war. Mm
2: -hmm. We
1: all can fly spaceships. I can be like, you know what? I'm seeing that war. Exactly. they're all good. There you go.
0: That's
1: yeah. fair. All right. I'm getting the kids and I'm going on the road. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, That's perfect. So, as I, uh, no, I have thought of asking the last question, and every single person we've spoken to has said that it is the most important question. What's your favorite color?
1: Teal
2: heal based that's good that's, a good, that's color. good
0: never say yeah, based again
2: i'm trying to bring bass back
0: absolutely not <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so as i said that's all the questions we have today is there anything that you would like to plug
1: um just the album, yeah if you've got time if you've got a spare 31 minutes um sit back for a lap, and pop on to bloom to grow
0: hell yeah perfect all right uh well thank you for now This has been kyle from Passion Flower, and we have been the good noise podcast